Hi, I'm Leanne Blaney, adventure coach, speaker and award-winning author. Welcome to the Ignite Your Life podcast, where we are having conversations about what might be holding you back and how to move forward to achieve your dream life. Come along on a journey and set yourself up by having freedom in your choices, becoming grounded and centered and learn how to speak from the heart. For more information, go to leanneblaney.com. Let's ignite your life. Michelle Bateman is the founder and CEO of Soul Journey. She's a confidence and clarity coach, international speaker and facilitator that helps women and soulpreneurs gain clarity in their life and business. She helps them uncover the fears and doubts that are holding them back so they can show up with confidence and have the impact and income they deserve. Hi, Michelle. Welcome to the Ignite Your Life podcast. Hi, thanks for having me. You're so welcome. And I'm really excited today to talk about our theme of how to confidently stand out and be unique in your market. But first, do you want to talk to the listeners a bit about um, how you've got to where you are today? Yeah, it's uh, it's an interesting story that, you know, kind of the catalyst was a moment where I was in a really empty, unhappy second marriage and I had thoughts of smothering my husband with a pillow and I didn't do it. However, it was a moment in time where I was like, who am I? And I don't recognize myself anymore. I'm not happy. I, I've lost myself. And so that was the moment where I realized I had to do something different. And that began my journey to start searching for what does it mean to be happy? What does it mean to create something better than what I was living? And so being a stay at home mom, feeling stuck and trapped, I thought I had no options. And so as I began to work with coaches and healers and read all kinds of books and listen to podcasts, I realized that the thoughts and the beliefs and the words that I was using was creating the reality that I was living in that was so unhappy. And as I began to change the words and the thoughts that I used, I saw my whole life transform between before my eyes within a year. I had everything that I had ever hoped and dreamed of. So I got an amazing job. I left that marriage. I rented a home for my daughters. Um, one year later, I bought my own home. So it was such a huge transformation for me. I realized that we don't have this information that we need to have to navigate the challenging times in our life. And so I realized that that was my purpose. That was my calling to begin coaching women. And as I did, I saw where they were struggling to confidently show up in their business. And, you know, with my marketing background and business, and then all the things that I learned starting my own business, I knew that I could help empower other women and solopreneurs to bring their um, passion and purpose to the world and how to confidently do that for themselves. Oh, that's so wonderful. Thank you for sharing that too. Because it's always interesting to see how people get into what they're doing now. And it usually comes from their own story, something that you know, <laughs> happened in their own lives. I always find right. that really interesting. And, like, do you find that the confidence too, like if we go into our theme of how to confidently stand out, say, is it when, especially women, that you find that are just not confident in their own abilities, that they doubt themselves and therefore that translate into business as well? You know, I have found that with men. I predominantly work with women, but I did have a couple um, men in my academy um, last month. And so, you know, I think it shows up differently for men and women, but we still have that doubt or the fear of rejection or being criticized or not being accepted. And I think that's kind of universal. So how that shows up. And so when we, we get stuck in fear, um, 
worrying about that judgment or not being accepted. We're not really focusing on our client and what they need from us. We're actually being really selfish because our focus is only on self. And so the work that I do is really taking the focus off of self and about being of service. And when I'm focused on being of service and what my ideal client needs, I'm not even thinking about myself. And so I take myself out of the equation that I don't have to be liked. I don't need the approval. I mean, everybody has somebody that's going to disagree with them. So if you go into it with the idea and the belief that, you know, I want everybody to like me and, you know, if somebody doesn't like me, that means I'm doing it wrong or I'm bad or whatever, then that's going to hold you back. But if you just have the belief that I'm going to show up authentically as myself and whoever's meant to connect with me will align to that and those that don't are not my people. And when we can move past that fear and uncertainty, that's how we begin to show up confidently because we remove the desire and the need to be liked and accepted and validated by others. And we just solely focus on, I have a purpose that I'm here on this earth to fulfill. And how do I do that and create a greater impact in the world for the people that I want to serve? Yeah, it's definitely something I learned early on that we often do put ourselves into it and think, oh, you know, what if they don't like me? What if they don't do this? What is, and we keep going on about ourselves. But once you can change that focus around to what do they need? How can I serve that person? How can I best help them move forward in their lives? You sort of forget about yourself, don't you? And you just do things that you never thought you would actually do. No, if anybody told me, Michelle, you'd be a public speaker, I would have laughed at them years ago. I was like, you are so wrong. I was like that too. I was definitely like, no, I'd never be a public speaker. I used no. to you know, get make myself so sick in the stomach. But then <laughs> when I realized it's all all about me, that I'm just trying to get message across, it's going to get to the right person. And who cares if no, not everyone likes it? But, I can't serve everybody. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Yeah. So when, when you get people coming to you um, to get help initially, what are some of the things that are showing up in their business because they aren't confident? Uh, they are playing small. They are afraid to be seen. They kind of stay in the back of the room. They don't really know how to introduce themselves or explain clearly what they do or how they do it. I've met a lady multiple times and I still don't know what she does because she's like all over the place in her description of what she does. I'm like, I still don't know what you do. I still don't know how, how you help people. So to really be able to have a clear message that you feel confident about. But if you don't really know the language to use to describe, that's going to, you know, pique people's interest and have them want to ask you questions, then you're going to tend to hold back. You're going to stay in the back of the room. I don't want to introduce myself. I don't want to do a Facebook Live because I don't know what to say. I don't really like myself. So it was just more seeing people not wanting to put themselves out there. Um, or, you know, kind of half launching their business, but not fully like there was people that started before me and I surpassed them quickly in my business because I didn't have that fear. And I saw how that fear was holding them back that they had a program that they've had for the last two years, but they've never really launched it. Or if they did, they didn't tell anybody about it, right? <laughs> Who's ever scheduled something and then didn't tell anybody about it because we felt insecure or unsure about what we were offering. So it shows up in many different ways that way. It's definitely something I've seen, you know, when people are first starting out that they do have that fear and they said, oh, I did have something and they said, I didn't see anything. How many times did you put it out there? Oh, I did it once. <laughs> <laughs> or one person said no. So, you know, one no meant, you know, never again. And no means just not now, maybe. 
I think reframing out a couple of things that have come up come up for you when you're first starting out, especially, or even if you're you know established established, I say established in business, but the things that come up if you can reframe it, okay, well, fear of rejection. If someone says no, as you say, it's not no right now. It could be just not yet, and just reframing things like that. Do you find that helps when you've got that language inside your head? Oh, absolutely. And no might be not for me, but maybe a friend of mine, right? I've had people come back years later or refer someone years later. So no doesn't always mean no forever. And no might mean forever. And that's okay, too, if they're not your ideal client. And, you know, I've seen so many times and I've done it myself, and I'm sure you have, too, is you've taken on a client where you're like, "Mm, no, but I need the client. So I take them on. And then you're like, oh, that was a mistake. It wasn't a good fit. And so we settle and we, you know, kind of compromise what we're looking for in our ideal client, kind of like looking for the ideal mate, right? That soulmate client. Is it is it going to be a fit so that we don't have to have that, you know, lack mentality that I just have to take every client that comes my way, but to know that you have the ability to be selective of who do you really want to work with? Who, what kind of client lights you up that feels light and exciting, not draining and heavy? So, you know, that's another thing too, is just, yeah, the reframing is so important. And I think having mentors for me was so important. And these were just public figures of just knowing their story. You know, um, JK Rowling had what, 10, 10, 20 no's before somebody published Harry Potter. And I'm sure they're kicking themselves like all the way to the bank every single day. But she heard no and she never gave up. Walt Disney went bankrupt twice before he created Disney and he never gave up. Colonel Sanders heard like a thousand and three no's at 70 some years old and never gave up. So we have to remember that we're not the only person in the world that heard no. We'll probably hear it again. And if we can just understand that no is part of the process instead of being terrified of no, then when it happens, we're like, oh, okay, fine. I'll just move on instead of, oh my God, you know, the world just ended because somebody said no. I heard Jack Canfield said the same thing about his chicken soup, the soul books. That he oh, yeah. He back for a long time. So it's interesting. The people that have been successful are the ones that can move past that and they just build confidence. Well, somebody will want it and they just keep going. They keep asking. And I think when you talk about that confidence, it'll give you confidence if you can take the personal side of it out and just go, well, I'll go the next one. Well, I'll go the next one. I'll eventually get a yes. Right. And that no doesn't mean I'm bad. I'm wrong. It means nothing. It just means, you know, ask again and look at the persistence and the confidence of a toddler. You can tell them no 35 times and they really don't care. They just keep asking with the same amount of confidence, the same amount of enthusiasm that no doesn't deter them at all. And so we have to remember that we have that that ability within us. It's just as we age, somebody told us that no was bad and wrong and, you know, it means I'm a failure and, you know, what goes on in our head is our our worst enemy. So when we learn to identify the dialogue that goes on and how to then have a different conversation with it, that I don't have to believe what I'm hearing in my head, I can create a new dialogue that's more empowering that's going to help me move forward. So somebody's trying to you know, look at their business and want to move forward and be successful, but they know there's something holding them back and they're not confident. Is that where you start with finding out what's actually going on in their head? What's holding them back? Where are the blocks? Absolutely. Because you can't take anything in 
that you're going to learn about your business if that chatter and those the, that mindset is that is is overriding what you're hearing. So in my business academy, the first module we do is on mindset, is mastering that mindset and understanding that when that voice comes up, that you're going to have to have a different kind of conversation with it so that you can be open to hear all the other things I'm going to be teaching and work with that voice instead of you know when i talk about who's your ideal client well you know who are you to have an ideal client who do you think you are you're such an imposter all the things if you don't quiet that chatter you're not going to be able to hear what you need to hear to move forward and create the business and the the foundation that you need and once people move past that they go okay i've identified that do you find that they they're doing things more confidently or more with volition, I suppose, because they go, all right, well, we've got past all that stuff. Now let's see what, what we really need to do to move forward. Right. It's just identifying that I can have a different dialogue. And no one ever teaches us in life, you know, A, there's a dialogue. B, we don't have to listen to it. And C, we can have a different conversation with it. So when we now have that awareness, it's a lot easier to manage something that you're aware of happening. And so then you can just see how ridiculous we are actually being in our head and how hard we're being in ourselves. and I remember hearing you only need to be one step ahead of someone to help them and I was like oh I don't have to have all the answers and you know know everything in the universe if I can just you know share with something they don't know then I'm more than capable of helping them that does seem to be something that uh, I did myself as well. I kept thinking oh, I need more education. I need to do more training courses because I, I'm just not sure. And you just keep adding them to you. But then what do I do with them? And I don't really do anything and I don't really help anybody. But I've got all this knowledge. But, yeah, as you say, if you only just know something one step ahead of what your client does, you, you're helping them. You're helping them move forward. Right. And it's also changing the mindset too around you need to have an education, you need to have a university degree, you need to have all of these things to be credentialed. And I totally disagree with that. And I think there's many different paths to learning and being of service. And so if you went to go hop on a plane, do you want the pilot who learned to fly out of a book or the pilot that's passionate about flying planes that has always wanted to do this his whole life? Right. There's a difference. So you can learn things in a book, but until you've been able to practically apply them, they're kind of irrelevant. So to have somebody that's had that experience is, I believe, way more powerful than just learning something in a book. So when somebody's um, got this confidence, like that's the next part of our theme was be unique in your market. How do you see them being unique in their market or standing out from the others? And I remember my coach asking me that question and it was so hard to answer. What's unique about you? Well, I don't know. I'm just me. And that was really hard to answer. And I know it's hard for a lot of others to answer. But when we can look at just, you know, what you what's unique about your personality? What is the things that you are passionate about that you can align and bring into your business? Because you can't be one person in your business and a different person in your life because then it's incongruent. They all need to align and flow into being your authentic self. So sometimes, you know, I think people think they need to pretend to be something different and other than they are to 
impress people in their business, but then when you meet them one-on-one, -on -one, you're like, something's different or something's not right. So really just being comfortable with who you are and knowing who you are, and then how do I bring that out into my business? And so, you know, that's the part of just owning what's unique about you and being okay with that. Because we don't want to be cookie cutters. We don't want to be Stepford wives. Like we all want to be different. And what resonates with you and what resonates with me could be totally different. And so I don't need to try to be anybody but me. And so when I can begin to own that in myself and feel confident in that, then I can bring that to my business. So anybody and everybody that knows me will tell you that I love everything pink, everything pink and sparkly. And that is my brand. And so sometimes I'll do a Zoom call and I'm wearing like a black shirt and they're like, why are you wearing black? Like, that's so weird. You always wear pink. And so people just know that that's part of me. And so when you see me at work, when you see me at play, wherever you see me, that's how I will show up. And so they understand that that's part of my brand and it's part of who I am. So that's what makes me unique is they know that about me. And I get people sending me like pictures of pink sparkly things. I saw this and I thought of you and I thought I would just send it to you so that they know that that's unique about me. And then the second part to that is then looking at what is in your market and how can you do something differently, right? We all think, you know, maybe we all need to do it the same, but how can we do it differently? And a really great example of that is the Keurig coffee maker. So when they made a Keurig, there was tons of coffee makers on the market and somebody could have said, why are you making another coffee maker? That's really dumb. There's, they've been around for forever, but somebody identified that there was a gap in the market. So you can make a pot of coffee or you can make instant coffee, but there was really nothing in between to make a brewed single cup of coffee. So somebody was like, oh, I see a gap. I see an opportunity to do something unique and different. And they made a single serve coffee maker. How many people in their homes have single serve coffee makers now? It took off because they found something that was different and missing in the market and they filled it in a unique and different way. So when you can begin to look at your market of going, okay, what are maybe some of the gaps? So for me in, in coaching, when I began with life coaching, well, when people go to a counselor, they go, they book their appointment, they leave, they have no contact with that person again. Then they have, you know, shit hits the fan, life goes sideways, you call, it's two weeks to wait to get in. So now the problem's over and gone by the time you come back to them. So there was a gap to identify. So how do you do something different? Well, if we create a package where every Tuesday at 10 a.m., you know you have a session, you have that safety, you have that accountability, you have that consistency that you don't get when you go to traditional counseling. So knowing that I can fill that gap differently and I can use that as helping people overcome objections in my copy and my marketing to say, you know what, you might be thinking, you know, I could just go to a, psycholo a psychologist or a counselor, but here's why coaching works differently because I know that that's, you know, I wouldn't say that in the copy, but I've identified that that's a gap, that something's missing. So then how do I fill that unique and differently so that they see me as the better solution to their problem than maybe some of the other solutions they were looking for. Oh, such great tips. I love those. I think that's something I learned too, the, you know, when you go out somewhere and you're meeting people, especially like if you're networking, you do remember the people that have got something different about them. And it doesn't just have to be the clothes, like you say, you're pink and sparkly. Because I do know a lot of people that do wear certain colours. I try and wear orange a lot because orange seems to be the colour that people think of me and but it's almost like 
I'm the bucket list lady. Like people think, oh, she does bucket listing, you know, and people remember you, oh, adventure, bucket listing. And that's where my uniqueness comes in because I love to go out and do that. People love to follow me just to say, oh, what is she, what's she doing now? <laughs> what's right. She doing? And some people might think, well, that's such a narrow market. You know, you should be more about everybody and everything. But when you say, hey, I'm looking for everybody and everything, nobody listens. Yeah. But if you're like, hey, I want to talk to the people that, you know, love bucket lists. They'll be like, oh, I do. That's me. You're talking to me. And when you do that, they can relate to what you're doing. And as you say, it might not be that person that becomes your client, but they might know somebody who wants to help. And then they realize that you are so much more than just bucket listing, but that's something they just remember that person. and say, Oh, just look at her up first and see what she does. So I think yeah. that's very important what you've said. So mm -hmm. when you've seen people, you know, starting to get their confidence up, they're standing out, they're starting to talk more about their, their message and they're more unique or standing out, um, being a little bit different in their market, what are some of the benefits you're seeing? Well, I see that, you know, they feel just more relaxed and calm in, in the role that they have and they begin to embody the the entrepreneur, the successful person that they are. I remember, you know, me imagine yourself as the go-to expert and you're like, wait a minute, I don't, I don't necessarily feel like that. So to begin to embody that, to now speak and carry yourself and act like this confident person that can solve their problem. Who's ever, who's ever shaken hands with someone and you get that like limp, limp handshake and you're just like, oh, there's no confidence in, in connecting with someone like that. But when someone is self-assured and confident and they have that strong handshake like there's a trust there you believe that they're able to fulfill that and so as they begin to embody that they carry themselves differently they speak differently more opportunities start to flow to them people start noticing them more people start reaching out and connecting with them more and you know part of the energy of of doing business is not the old hustle mentality go 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 bang them over the head knock them down and drag them back to your camp kind of thing but how do i just embody what i what i want to bring to the world and have that attraction that they're just magnetically drawn to me by what i say how i carry myself the messages that i have when i have that confidence and that clarity in in what i'm gonna help support them do so key i love it all right michelle it's uh Probably something that's coming up for you. If you want to tell our listeners what's coming up for you and the best place to contact you, that'd be fantastic. Oh, yeah, that'd be awesome. So starting on May 25th, my Soulful Impact Business Academy is launching again. So the doors are open. We're taking uh, only 10 participants for this academy because we want it to be small so that they have the one-on-one -on -one attention that they need to really get clear on the vision that they have for their business, how to attract that soulmate client so that they can grow their business. So we look at who are you serving? What is the messaging? How to create, figure out what that gap is and how to uniquely fill it. And then we create a blueprint for your business with all the languaging, all of the, the pillars and everything. So when you go to write copy or you go to write your website, or if you're hiring an assistant, you can kind of hand this little Bible blueprint to somebody to say, here's what my business is all about. Here's what it stands for. Here's how I, I the language that I use. And then from there, looking at how do I write copy? How do I do a sales call? What are the things that, you know, somebody needs to understand in their own mind, the psychology of that to say yes to my offer. And then how do I have an offer that's going to be profitable? 
profitable, that's going to be you know the least amount of hours for the most amount of revenue and return, and, and able to create this really solid foundation for your business moving forward. So, you know, we've got ten spots open for that. So if any of your listeners want to know more information, they can go to my website souljourney.co. And if you want information on the academy, then it's souljourney.co/academy, and uh, they can reach out and send a message. Or if they're ready and they just want to sign up, then that would be amazing. Wow, that's excellent. Well, thank you so much. All right. Well, thank you for having me. Ignatius, it's so wonderful when you see someone step into their unique self and be confident about who they are and what they do. Michelle certainly has the process to empower women to be leaders. If you want to know more about Michelle and her academy, go to her website, souljourney.co forward slash academy. For more about going from burnout to balance, go to leanneblaney.com.